you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And on today's program, well, I want to talk a little bit more about Mookie Cooper, the new Missouri wide receiver and transfer from Ohio State. There's one part of Mr. Cooper's game that I did not break down erroneously. Well, mistakenly, I should say, forgot to include one bit of my analysis. So you know what? We're going to hang with Mr. Cooper just a bit more in this episode. And also, what's becoming a bit of a trend? In fact, maybe even a running segment we might have to start on this show We've got yet another Ennis Rakestraw cryptic social media message. So we'll have to break down that as well. But of course, to start the show, we got to get to the topic that spawned said cryptic tweet. And that is Ryan Walters, the Missouri defensive coordinator, is heading on down the road. In fact, specifically east down I-70 to Champaign, Illinois, to become their defensive coordinator under new Illini coach Brett Bielema. And well, obviously, if you've listened to this show for the last couple days or been reading the Mizzou beat, you're probably aware that Ryan Walters was interviewing with the Illini. And well, as many people suspected, that was a sign that he was on the way out the door. And really, the lion's share of the speculation online, as you might imagine, has revolved around whose choice it was ultimately for Ryan to move on to the other side of the Mississippi border. Well, here's the deal. I think it could be a little bit of both. Because if you're Ryan Walters, let's look at it from his perspective, first of all. Now, you were retained by Coach Drinkwitz. And Coach Drinkwitz retaining Ryan Walters made a lot of sense, especially for this first season, right? In 2019, the Tigers... Certainly had an above average, if not pretty darn good, defense with an offense that just completely and utterly skidded off the road. So the logic there is, well, Eli Drinkwitz can come in and hopefully jumpstart the offense and, hey, let's keep the continuity of a defense that had a lot of seniors on it, by the way, Nick Bolton, Tyree Gillespie, Josh Bledsoe, and among others. So that, that logic there made a lot of sense. But if, still, if you're Ryan Walters, in the back of your mind, you got to be thinking, you know, this guy did not originally hire me, so I better perform pretty darn quickly out of the gate. And the reality is, is well, the results were mixed for the Missouri defense this year. Now, you can certainly argue, give a lot of excuses and possibly even reasons, legitimate reasons, for why the defense wasn't as good this year as it's been perhaps the past couple years with Walters as the full-time defensive coordinator. But again, now you look at it from Eli Drinkwitz's perspective, your theory that, okay, we'll keep the continuity together, we'll keep this defense alive, and maybe that will help us transition into a new era. Well, again, if you're asking yourself, was that a success? Again, I think the results are mixed. So if you're Eli Drinkwitz, you're certainly not married to Ryan Walters by any stretch of the imagination. So again, if he was, if you know, if if Walters was 
maybe asking for a little bit more job security, wanted to know where he was as far as on the pecking order with Eli Drinkwitz. Well, I'm sure Eli couldn't give him a 100% full-throated endorsement, as it were. And I, I just think probably on both sides of the equation, especially when you look at Ryan Walter's statement, he says, I'm grateful for the opportunity that Coach Bielema is giving to me at Illinois. Goes on and on for a few more sentences about Illinois and Coach Bielema. Then at the end of his sentence, he says, I appreciate the time and opportunity that I had at Missouri, but my family and I are looking forward to the new challenge in front of us as we build a championship football program. Now, it's certainly notable that Eli was not mentioned there by name. I don't think that that was an accident. So you can certainly see there was a bit of a fracture there, maybe some hard feelings. But regardless, I think the most important thing is that Missouri, as they're moving forward here, as it's moving forward, searching for its next defensive coordinator, well, I think they got to spend. I think they got to spend hard. Because here's the thing. We got a moment here. There's a moment that Missouri needs to seize on. And that is, obviously, one of its best recruiting seasons in a long time this past cycle. And so far, some good things are happening in this next cycle. Eli Drinkwitz has the momentum right now in this state and just in the recruiting circles. So, in my opinion, Missouri has to seize this momentum and keep it going. And part of that is definitely building the new indoor practice facility, which is, which is taking place. But I think just as important, if not more important, I think Missouri needs to spend $1 million or more per season on this defensive coordinator. Now, just for some context, I believe Ryan Walters made about 800000 maybe maybe 900 something like that per year. So I'm not talking about going up. I'm not talking about tripling the defensive ends. The, I'm sorry, the defensive coordinator's salary. But I think Missouri needs at least to be competitive paying in the top 15 or 20 defensive coordinators in the country. And that's going to be over a million bucks, I do believe. To me, that sends a message not only to recruits that this is the new zoo, quote unquote. It's a new time here at Missouri with a new guy at the helm. Well, it sends that message just as importantly to the fan base and a fan base that while yes, the 2020 season was kind of a pleasant surprise without a doubt, most of the people who usually go to the games didn't get to see it. So there's going to be some pent up demand for this 2020 season. And frankly, we just want to keep the excitement and the momentum rolling. And what better way than hiring the best defensive coordinator we possibly can. And I do want to talk more about Mizzou football, of course, including hanging a little bit more with Mr. Cooper. Let's take a quick look at some SEC basketball odds, thanks to our friends over at betonline.ag. Well, despite a really disappointing loss by Missouri, believe it or not, they're still second favored to win the league at 3-1. to one. Tennessee, the favorite, 7-4. to four. Then, believe it or not, Kentucky at 21-4. to four. Missouri's opponent on Saturday, just after that at 6-1, to one, tied with Florida. So, if any of these lines are interesting to you, I would go to betonline.ag right now and get in on the action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, because here's the best part. 
when you sign up for a free account at betonline.ag, you will get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. All you have to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON. So again, that's a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at betonline.ag when you use that promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Candidly, when it comes to actual names of possible next defensive coordinators for the Tigers, I don't have a lot for you. That is not my forte, is having a, a Rolodex or a binder full of defensive coordinators that I can just rip off the top of my head and tell you, yep, this guy, I really like his scheme, and boy, he really coaches up the defensive line. That That's a little too deep for this podcaster, I'll just be completely honest. But I can tell you who it won't be. It definitely won't be Bo Pelini. I think we can agree with that. But in all seriousness, when it comes to what type of defensive coordinator I would like to see, I don't really have a lot of, of prerequisites for the type of traits that I want in a hire. Frankly, I have all the trust and faith in the world at Eli Drinkwitz in his ability to evaluate our next defensive coordinator. So I'll leave it to him to, to decide that. Because frankly, there's lots of ways to play defense, and a lot of them are effective. It just depends on how well you coach, how well you develop, and most importantly, the level of talent that you're able to recruit. But from my experience, the most important and difficult defense to deal with is one that's malleable, right? It's not a predictable defense like, oh, this is a man-to-man jam coverage kind of team. This is maybe a bend-but-don't-break, you know, cover-three zone type defense. Maybe this is a cover-four squad, cover-two, whatever it might be. The point is that's all fine and good, but at a certain point, there are there are types of schemes and types of plays and types of personnel that can defeat just about any type of system. So when you're able to change up what you do on a week-to-week basis or maybe even from half-to-half or series-to-series, well, that is the most difficult thing to prepare for and the most difficult thing for an offense to deal with. Offenses like when things are predictable. They like when, hey, oh, this guy's going to run five steps that way and he's going to cut. He's going to run an out after eight yards. So I know exactly what he's going to do. That's what offense is like. And the biggest part of defense is trying to disrupt their timing and what they want to do. And probably when I think of a malleable defensive coach, the first guy I think of is frankly Bill Belichick. And that's an NFL guy. So I do have to caution myself. I do have to say, now, wait a minute. Being malleable is all well and good, but what if if you have to learn every type of defensive coverage there is, essentially? Maybe that's all well and good if you're a professional athlete and you have OTAs every screen, off-season training, every, you know, all that kind of stuff. Basically, way more practice time, way more film time. You're a professional athlete. All you have to do is really think about football all the time. Well, is it realistic to be that malleable, to to be that multiple in terms of your defensive coverages and your schemes? I don't know. That's a question that I should definitely ask somebody above my pay grade for sure. I'd be interested to ask Coach Drinkwitz that question, in fact. 
And by the way, this was definitely yesterday's show, I should say. It was definitely the second day in a row where a huge bit of news broke right as I was finished recording and wrapping up the podcast. Obviously, I'm now covering the Ryan Walters news today that broke yesterday. Well, of course, the previous episode, a lot of it was about Mookie Cooper, wide receiver transfer from Ohio State. I mentioned that he profiles to me, and certainly from what I've read as well, as more of a a slot receiver than a boundary type of receiver. Well, he, he could also maybe play some running back as well. You never know. Certainly he looks like a good jet sweep type of player as Jalen Knox has been this past season as well. But one thing I, I failed to mention that I really meant to mention was that I think he can be an immediate contributor in special teams, especially at the punt return spot and maybe at the kick returner spot as well. Although, as we saw this past season, the kick returner spot is basically a glorified fair catch candidate at this point. That Being a kickoff returner in 2020 has got to be one of the low-key, most boring positions in sports all of a sudden when it used to be a, a glamour position. But regardless, obviously Missouri fans are well aware of the type of problems we had at punt returner. For most of the season, Missouri was essentially throwing back walk-on Cade Musser to, again, he, he was essentially a kickoff returner, right? He was automatic fair catches 90% of the time. Well, we can certainly do better than that. And I think Mookie Cooper is the type of athlete and the type of explosive player that makes returning punts actually worth it. (laughs) So that'll be nice to see. Hopefully, maybe some explosion will return to our special teams next fall, thanks to Mr. Cooper. And you know what? I am going to do my absolute best getting out the Rosetta Stone in order to analyze and translate the latest cryptic Ennis Rakestraw social media posts. But I tell you, there's nothing cryptic going on at rockauto.com because when you go to rockauto.com, they don't mess around with you like a lot of places because there aren't different price tiers at rockauto.com for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers because at rockauto.com, prices are the same for everybody and reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the best prices rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like those airlines do. Nobody likes the airlines, right? And plus, RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or an account login. So go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com And if you want to hear news from around the Southeastern Conference, definitely check out Locked On the SEC, a podcast hosted by, by Chris Gordy, dedicated to everything in the conference that just means more. It's the Locked On SEC podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Check it out wherever you get your pods. And if you're like me and occasionally you peruse the Power Mizzou message board or even the old, more old school Tiger Board message boards online, well, you know that Ennis Rakestraw 
likes to get him some attention on social media. In fact, a what seems to be a semi-regular occurrence during this past season, Rakestraw would post, you know, the old the old big eyes emoji at something, and that was enough for for the Power Mizzou message boards to get all of Twitter and wonder, oh my God, is this young man transferring? What's going on? But this time, no, it's not questions about transferring. This time, and this was Rakestraw commenting on the Dave Matter report that Ryan Walters had accepted the defensive coordinator job at Illinois. Rakestraw says, quote, crazy stuff cutthroat recruited me to leave. Now, if, if sorry, I'll run that by you again. If you thought, wow, that was a confusing sentence. Well, again, I'm quoting the guy. There were no commas in this statement. He says, crazy stuff cutthroat recruited me to leave. Now, again, folks, I know everybody hates the grammar correction guy, but if there's ever been a moment where we needed a comma in the proper place, this was it. Because the the entire debate online is he going, now wait, is Rakestraw saying that, that it's crazy that Ryan Walters recruited Ennis Rakestraw to only leave a year later? Boy, what a crazy cutthroat business. Or is he saying, wow, Walters was trying to recruit Rakestraw to come with him to Illinois. Wow, that's crazy, and it's a cutthroat business. To be frank with you, I have absolutely no idea. Your guess is as good as mine on what Ennis meant by that. Now listen, if you thought Michael Porter Jr. shared a bit too much, was a bit too honest on social media, well, you know what, I think we may have another Mizzou contender for the Mount Rushmore of saying way too much on social media, and that's Ennis Rakestraw Jr., so congratulations to him. But in all seriousness, though, if you're going to put out a message like that, it would be nice if it was at least clear, right? I don't know. If, I, if I'm Eli Drinkwitz, I'm maybe telling him to to rein it in a little bit, but perhaps that's not. perhaps that wouldn't go over well. I don't know. That's just me. Maybe I'm showing my age here. But regardless, I'm mostly just amused by how a somewhat cryptic sentence put out by an 18-year-old can get a bunch of people thrown into a Twitter, into a tizzy like that, I should say, from Twitter. There we go. And you know what? With that said, I think I'll hold over the basketball stats for tomorrow's episode. I think I'm going to try to get Matt Moscona in here from Locked On LSU. I think we'll we'll have a fun conversation as usual. So look forward to that as we preview the Tigers game with the LSU Tigers on Saturday night at 7.30. So until then, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.